You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. That's right. You heard it here on NFT 365 that NFTs are a scam. You know, they're a Ponzi scheme. They they make no sense. It, it seems like, you know, people are are just spending money on something, you know, useless that anyone can take a picture of and it's so ridiculous. It's a it's a passing fad. And I know that's a lot of the narrative that is out there in the media and it's a lot of the the conversations that are being had and and for me you know as someone that like i i love to dissect why people say things or how people are interpreting things or maybe what it what influences someone's uh you know thoughts on something to me that's where this actually comes into play and i think the interesting thing when it comes to the, you know, the narrative around NFTs and really the narrative around this entire um, Web3 landscape is that, you know, as I explained in the last episode about really what Web3 is, one of the things we really have to also recognize is this mindset shift, this change in how we think about technology, this implementation of something that is transformative while at the same time doesn't have to be a complete reinvention it can be scary for a lot of people and not only scary, but a lot of people's first experience into NFTs, let's face it, can be a, a pretty bad experience, a pretty, you know, an experience that is full of maybe a, a you know, a, a less than tangible um, outcome, right? Like I, I would, I will say like, you know, the NF, the NFL, their first rollout of their NFTs it was really just like a collector. It was like a baseball card. You, you bought it and you're like, okay, well now it's in my email. I can't physically hold it. I can't display it anywhere. Like, what does this all mean? And, you know, I think that the interesting thing about this, this entire space is that I, I've explained over and over again, like this is, you know, there's really four entry points into Web3, right? We have cryptocurrency, we have NFTs, we have uh, social coins or, or tokens, and then of course we have the metaverse. And for so many people, the metaverse just seems weird and too far out there in the virtual reality, augmented reality world. We have cryptocurrency, which feels like like funny money and that if you feel like you're a little too late to to the game, which you're not, but you feel like you're a little too late, so you're almost like, you know what? I just need to manage my own money with like my stocks and my bonds, and I'm just going to handle my investments there. Then you have like these social tokens, creator coins, which if you don't have someone that's kind of welcoming you in to understand how much different a creator coin is than a cryptocurrency, those kind of feel like even more funny money. And then you have NFTs where people talk about, you know, the, the, the news articles simply say things like, you know, this bored ape bought for $1.8 million or, you know, um, Gary Vaynerchuk sells, you know, a million dollars a day. And people are like, oh, 
That's Gary Vaynerchuk. He's a hustler. He'll make money doing anything. And, and here's the truth. And, and Gary V is like the greatest example I can give is that if people are only willing to do enough research to validate the, what they're hoping, which means don't give me something new to learn. Don't force me to, to, to experiment more Then they're going to find that. Right. And it's like, I've always said, like when people only listen to what Gary V actually says, not the, the bulk of his work or the, or the way that he kind of sets people up, it can feel like, Oh, he just promotes hustle, hustle culture. And Gary V is just onto the next big thing. And he just wants to sell more books and, and become the owner of the jets. But if you understand what really he's talking about, right? He's talking about how do you, you know, leverage the opportunities you have in front of you, right? People are like, oh, Gary Vee's telling kids to skip college and sleep on their parents' couch. No, that's not really what he's saying. Like, if you're listening to just the words, maybe that is what he's saying. But if you're understanding the entire context, you're realizing what he's saying is that the opportunity for us to grow, to learn, to adapt is in front of us. And before you have kids, before you have, you know, bills and things that are over, you know, that are over top of your head, you should take advantage of what life is giving you right now. And, and building up, you know, debt at college and learning something that in the most case, a lot of people that come out of college, what they're learning is something that's already obsolete. That's not really might be the best use of your time. And the reason I think this is such an important conversation is that when I'm talking about NFTs to like the greater, you know, uh, arena. And, and I'll give a shout out. I have, I have some friends that I, I've been having this conversation with recently. And I told them that I was going to do this podcast episode, uh, just for them. I said, they were like, Brian, we were really confused while, why a tech heavy community person that is really focused on giving back and social good and mental health. Like why the hell did you get into NFTs? Like it just doesn't make sense to them. Right. And and if you think about it just from like buying a collectible and selling the collectible, it doesn't make sense for me. That's not like my background, my specialty. That's not really the things that I'm uh, you know, amazing at or where my background comes together. But what I, I like to say is that like for me, NFTs are the intersection of my experience that I didn't know was coming but it brings everything that I care about, everything that I believe in into the opportunity to actually execute on it, right? And, you know, for me, you know, I'm consulting, I'm advising uh, not only NFT projects, I'm advising brands and agencies on how they can talk about NFTs or how we can rethink uh, creator coins. And a lot of what I'm focused on is actually things like, hey, how do we, how do we build true fandom, right? How do we not only build fans of our brand or of our product or of our company, but how do we extend that fandom to where it's more than just a one-way, uh, you know, experience, right? And most people, when they, when they think of NFTs beyond the, you know, just the individual art, the thing they hear is like, well, Brian, you know, community, we can do that anywhere. Or Brian, like, what's the difference between doing that and having a fan club, and that's actually a great one, right? Because people are like, Brian, like NFTs are no different than just someone having a fan club, right? You sell, you know, a year pass to your fan club, the fans get discounts on concert tickets, and you get access to maybe a behind the scenes uh, audio download, and you get a discount on the website for merchandise. 
Well, here, how is, the, how is this different? Well, I'm going to explain to you right now, right? Okay, how is this different? Well, with an NFT, the shift of value actually, rather than me signing up for something and it's a transactional only relationship, we're actually, when you, if I'm buying an NFT that is for a band, I am now part owner of that band's success, right? And, and here's, here's the greatest example. If, if the fan, if the band that I'm a part, if I'm, a, I'm supporting a band, a, music, a music, uh, musical band, and that band thought they were going to sell 1,000 memberships, and yet they ended up selling 3,000 memberships. Do the people that bought those first 1,000 memberships get anything different? The answer is no. If people are like, are, are, you know, if we know that the power of word of mouth is so vital right now where people buy from people they like, right? Like the whole adage of, you know, you, you know, people buy from those that they like. The, the weird part of that adage is like, we usually just don't buy from people we don't like. There's a lot of times where we make a decision just basically simply on convenience, right? Like, am I going to go to the website and buy this, this, you know, this new piece of equipment or I'm just going to buy it on Amazon because it can get here overnight, right? I'm not actually buying it because I like one of those experiences that much more or you know, one of those brands that much more. But what I believe is in today's day and age, 2020 and beyond, people also buy from those that they can relate to or believe can relate to them. So in this example of the band, you know, if you are selling a, a membership, who's responsible for marketing and for selling that membership, uh, uh, that fan club membership? Well, it's the band. It's probably their marketing team, their sales team, their agents, right? And, but yet, who are the greatest salespeople for that band? It's actually those of us that are fans of the band, right? Because we're going to post on our Instagram story, like, guess what I just got? I just got, you know, uh, you know, concert tickets for Outcast, And I, I got, you know, I got front row seats because I'm a member in the Outcast um, fan club. Well, all of a sudden, if you think about it, the fans become your greatest marketers. But what is the incentive for a fan to market or to talk about that membership? And, you know, don't give me like affiliate links, right? Like give me like 10 cents on every purchase. Well, what if the fact that in this Web3 world, we don't have to change the experience much, but we're just empowering our fans that actually can now market and sell because guess what? The more people that sign up, right? Like, let's say there's 3,000 membership passes. If each one of those 3,000 people try to get more of their friends in, well, guess what? Now they're, they have to buy them on the secondary market, right? Now the value of it, you know, it goes up. Well, also let's take it back like a step. I've, I've shared this example before and I think it's a really important one. Like I joined the Warehouse Club, which is the Dave Matthews Band uh, fan club. I joined that originally, I believe in 2005. Now, as the band you know, came up in fame, the only thing that really happened for me was that every year I renewed my membership and the forum and the, the back chat just got more noisy and more disconnected. And I felt like it was really, you know, providing me less value overall other than early access to, to tickets. Well, that's because, you know, the band became more popular and more people joined. But because I was in early, like, yes, I got like, I got the A-list version of, of getting access to buying tickets, but I had no real ownership in that success. And so this is why I think, and I'm gonna, I want to put this out there to everyone that's listening. When we're talking NFTs, 
the conversation actually should not be cryptocurrency. It should not be metaverse. It actually should be creator economy. Let me say that again. When we're discussing NFTs, the idea that we can create an economy around an individual creator, and that creator can be it can be a musician. It can be an athlete. I just got off of a, a Twitter space where uh, I was I was on a Twitter space with uh, Meta uh, Meta World Peace, who's better known as Ron Ron Artest, who played in uh, the NBA for eighteen years. And and you know the idea that like hey, we can have a musician, we can have artist, we can have an everyday person, we can have a dad, we can have a mom, we can have you know two friends that come together that building a community. What we're what we're doing with NFTs is we're providing people a tangible and a ownership, you know, a piece of value that not only gives them a say and a reason to be a part of it, but it also allows them to build with us, right? And like, here's the truth. Where in the digital world, where in the digital world, I want you to think about this. Where in the digital world does the rising tide lift all boats, if we all of a sudden are following, like I remember, um, I'm trying to think uh, who was it. It was um, was it DJ Nice? Uh, no, it was. Um, I'm trying to think who was DJing uh, for uh, COVID for during COVID. Um, yeah, it was DJ Nice. So uh, D Nice, D Nice, DJ D Nice. All of a sudden, you know, I don't know if everyone else was doing this, but every you know, for me, it was pretty amazing. I, I was blown away by what was going on. In that March timeframe of COVID, I mean, I will say D-Nice, if it wasn't for D-Nice, I would have had a lot of lonely nights. What I did was I just opened my Instagram, uh, my Instagram app and I listened to him DJ from his house. And he would play all these old beats. And, and, and I, I mean, he's a world-renowned uh, DJ. And for me, what's interesting about that is I started sharing it in my IG stories, telling all of my friends like, oh, you're feeling lonely. You're feeling not connected. You miss like live music. You miss like people. And I will tell you like the, the celebrities that were in there watching were like Ellen DeGeneres and like, I mean, basketball players. I mean, I remember like Justin Timberlake was in there, uh, Pharrell, Missy Elliott, all these amazing artists are in there. And, and what's interesting about that is you know, D-Nice was just doing that because it was something to get him through those early days. And his following, I mean, he kept, like, I remember he kept, you know, tweeting or he kept posting on IG, like, oh my gosh, I got 200,000 new followers. I got 400,000 new followers. But what's funny about that is all of us that were there with him, cheering him on, thankful for him, his growth, we didn't benefit at all from that. And, and, and rightfully, maybe we shouldn't have, right? He was the talent. But if you think about it, social media was not built for the rising tide that lifts all ships. And for those that haven't heard that narrative, the idea is that if we all come together, then we all grow together, right? Now, that doesn't mean that we, we, we're on a higher wave than everyone. It doesn't mean that we have like this like shared wealth world where everybody gets paid the same. But what it means is, is if you hook, if you come and you join part of a community and that community starts to increase in value, then you, your value within that community also increases. Well, in the digital world, I'm just going to put it out there. Uh, that doesn't really exist. It hasn't really existed. But in this world, if you are listening to this podcast and you notice that all of a sudden our podcast is getting more downloads because I love all of you and you're sharing out my podcast and then people are going and buying ADHD coin and they're buying our, our NFTs with a Mint 365, well, guess what? When more people that buy the coin, 
the more value the coin has and it goes up in price. So therefore, all of you that bought in early at a lower price, now as the price increases and more people are buying, your value in the token, because you bought, you belt, you know, you jumped in on this early, and right now it's early too, by the way. Uh, you know, our coin price is at pretty much the lowest it's been uh, since early December. So right now is a great time to jump in on that. But my point of that is, the more successful the podcast becomes, the more valuable those coins are, the more valuable the NFTs are that I gave, you know, I give that people have bought, but I've also given NFTs away, right? I give, you know, the first 1,093 coin holders of our ADHD coin, I gave them an NFT. And what, why did I give them that? Well, because when I'm going to do giveaways and I'm going to celebrate my fans, I'm going to reward those that were the earliest in the game. Well, now we're also doing this proof of podcast concept, right? Why am I doing a proof of podcast? Well, first of all, a lot of people said, Brian, I want to celebrate with, you know, people on Twitter or on social media. I want to share your, you know, podcast, like my profile photo, but you don't have a a profile photo um, NFT. And I, you know, I thought about it. I was like, well, I want people to still be able to celebrate their favorite NFT project, but I also love the idea that when I'm on a Twitter space or I look at my replies on, on, on Discord or on Facebook or I got a message today on LinkedIn uh, and the person that messaged me on LinkedIn actually had our overlay over their LinkedIn profile photo. And so now it, it kind of creates that you know, connection and that bond. But for me, all of this is, it comes down to this idea of because we are creating a creator economy, and I might be the creator at the center of this creator economy, but here's the truth. The, the, the most value is actually determined by whoever has the most, you know, the, the highest amount of coins or the highest amount of NFTs, right? So like for my NFT collection, you might say like, Brian, you're getting 52% or you're getting 48% of the, of the total value at the end of the year at November, in November, Brian, you're going to benefit the most. Well, here's the thing. If someone came in and bought up all 22 founders NFTs and all 365 uh, superfans NFTs, they would actually be benefiting at 52% of the, the, the revenue is going to go to those that hold the NFTs. Guess what? They would actually have more of a ventured interest in this podcast and in this project being successful because they would actually hold a higher percentage than me. Same goes for my ADHD coin. If you are listening to this right now and you're like, you know what? I believe in Brian. I believe what he's creating. I believe what Drew and, and Kevin and Ryan and our entire team and other Kevin and our entire, what everyone is, is putting into this. I believe that not only is this podcast going to continue to grow, but I believe everything that, you know, every project that Brian's launching, I believe what, you know, you, if you're betting on me right now, the more coins that you buy now, the more that, that as, as we grow, the more we all kind of come in value. And you could actually jump into ADHD coin right now and buy yourself more, you know, uh, we have 140,000 coins um, in circulation, right? 140,000 coins in circulation. If you went in there and said, you know what, I'm going to buy 72,000 coins of ADHD coin, which would be, it'd be some serious money, but you could do that. And guess what? You actually now hold more percentage of the coins than I do. And therefore, the more people that talk about the podcast, the more people that, that join and get an ADHD coin, the more the value goes up, right? Because we have more coins in circulation. And all of a sudden, that person would actually be benefiting more than I was as the coin creator. And know what's beautiful about that? I think that's amazing. 
Like, why did I give up 52% of the revenue of our project to the community? Well, first of all, I wanted to back up what I believe, right? I believe the future of business is community. I believe that we are greater than me. I believe that I want you to have a reason to come along on this journey with me, and I want the rising tide to lift all ships, right? Like, my goal, I've put it out there, is I want to sell this Mint 365 collection, 365 NFTs. I want to sell it for $11.11 million on November 11th of 2022. Yep, I put it out there, right? How cool would that be that it sells for $11.11 million on on 11-11-22? Well, guess what? If you hold one of our super fans NFTs, or maybe you hold one of our founders NFTs, you're going to get a percentage of that when that comes around. So what, what would benefit you as a, as a holder, right? Like, let's say you have one of our super fans uh, NFTs, and we still have some available, I think a little bit less than 100 uh, of those available for those that are interested, and you can, you can have as many as you want. We have a couple of people that are holding uh, as many as 10 of those NFTs. Because, of course, each one that you hold increases the percentage um, that you're getting at the end. But guess what? Like, everyone that's listening to this, and if you're holding ADHD coin, if you have one of our NFTs, it could be the super fans, the founders, the 1093s. If you're holding any of them, the more people that you bring into the podcast, the more times you talk about the podcast, you share it out with your community, not just because you think it's amazing content, which if you do, I'm really thankful for you doing that. But because guess what? The more people you bring in, the more your initial value goes up. You see what we're doing here? Like I've been a part of like Armchair Expert is my favorite podcast. It's hosted by Dak Shepard. And I will say I was in the the Twitter feed. when We were having this massive discussion on what the Armchair Expert community should be called. And I ended up naming them the Armchairs or the Armchairies. And what's so cool about that is I remember that feeling. But guess what? Because I was an early subscriber of the podcast, I, have, I bought the t-shirt. I actually have, the, I have two different t-shirts from that podcast. But guess what? There is no rising tide lifts all ships. When that, when that podcast got purchased by Spotify and said it's going to be only on Spotify and the team got this massive contract, that didn't benefit me at all as an early listener, as a supporter, as someone that was going on stages wearing that shirt. And so the reason that I think this is such an important conversation is, yes, you can call this a Ponzi scheme. Yes, you can call it a scam. What I call it is a way for us to truly build a creator economy so that together the rising tide lifts all boats, lifts all ships, that together we are rising. And guess what? Together we might fall. We might take a step back. We had one of our biggest whales in our, in our collection of our ADHD coin dump a lot of their coins the other day. And I'll tell you, I didn't see it coming. It was kind of a gut punch. But you know what's great about having a community and having a creator economy where together we rise and together we fall is I didn't have to experience that alone. That we were jumped in there, we were talking about different ideas. People were, hey, I'm going to buy some more coin or I'm going to promote this. I'm going to share this out with my community. Like the idea... That me as a creator, I don't have to feel alone. Like, I love all of you that are sharing this podcast, that are leaving us a review on iTunes, that are buying $10 or $10,000 of the ADHD coin. Because remember, when you buy those coins, you're not sending them to me. You're buying them and holding them in your portfolio. And because you're holding them, the more people that buy them, the value increases, 
right? And oh, on top of that, because of the coins you hold, you get more access into our Discord. When we, we're going to do an in-person event. Uh-oh. I leaked some alpha. Sorry, team. I wasn't supposed to mention that yet. But we're going to do an in-person event in the fall. And we're probably going to do a road show of some sort here in the summertime. And I'll let you know here is that we just announced that we'll be speaking um, at a couple upcoming uh, events where we're going to be at um, uh, NFTLA. We're going to be at Miami NFT Week. We're going to be at Social Media Marketing World. We're going to be at... Um, the uh, Social Media Week Lima. We're also going to be at uh, speaking at New York, uh, NYC, uh, NFT NYC, which is the place that this project was born on. And guess what the coolest thing about this whole project is? The coolest thing about this whole thing is that, you know, you, you know that I, I love numbers. And you know that, hopefully you know I'm just passionate and I, and I, I love doing this. I, I love, man, I, I just want to say, like, I appreciate every one of you that spend your time and your attention on the podcast. And you don't have to be in the Discord. You don't have to be holding ADHD coin. Just the fact that you're going to spend, you know, a couple of minutes, you know, every day or maybe every other day or a couple of days a week with, with me and allowing me to, to be in your ear holes, I appreciate it. It means, it means the world to me. And I don't take that for granted. I don't take it lightly. Um, it's why every time I go on stage, every time I, I jump behind this microphone, people ask me like, Brian, how are you so fired up? How do you bring the passion every time? And the answer is pretty simple. I know that the most important and valuable time that every person has is the time that we have in the day. We all get 24 hours of it, no matter how much money you have. And if, if it's one person or 10,000 people, you know, I've spoken in front of 20,000 people. If it's 10 people in the audience or 20,000 people in the audience, I don't care. Because guess what? The, those people are, are giving me something that no money can buy. And I'm going to give them everything I got. I'm going to bring everything I can to that experience, to that opportunity. And so I say all that because how cool is this that we, we just found out today that we are going to be speaking at... Uh, uh, NYC NFT or NFT NYC. I always say that backwards. Um, but guess what episode it's going to be? So right now, today is episode 110. And that event actually starts on June 20th. And it goes till June 23rd. So it's the day after Father's Day in New York City. That's 111 days from now. So on day two of that event, which is the event that spurred this idea, which we started five days later on this podcast, the episode number of day two of that event will be episode, yeah, I know you're doing the math. I'm gonna give you a second. Episode 222. Episode 222, a project that we started on 11 11 21, and we're gonna finish on 11 11 22. And the project that we rolled out our, our proof of podcast on February 22nd, 2022, 22222. Two, two, two. Episode 222 will be live there in New York City. We're going to do something for it. We're going to we're going to get ourselves a, a location. We're going to have some fun with it. If you got if you can come out if you live in the New York area or you're attending that event, uh, we'll have some more details out on that uh, very soon. But like for me that that's the magic. And I will say I'm going to leave you with this like it's not our job to convince people or pull people into the NFT space. The only thing that we can take in or we can take on our shoulders is to explain the value that we 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 find. We can be good stewards 
of this community and stewards of the NFT industry as a whole. We can share what we love about it. And hopefully all we can do is help people shift their perspective, open their mindset to what's possible. Maybe the people that have been telling them that it's a scam are, are those that don't want you to be there. Maybe the people, the, the media that are talking about it, guess what? They don't know shit. They don't know what they're talking about either, right? And so they're going to, it's easier for it to be a scam for them than for them to spend the time to go research and figure it out. And so it's not on us to make max, mass adoption of NFTs by dragging people into this space. It is up to us, just like we said about the rising tide lifts all ships, to be the ones that talk about the great stories, like the relief project that raised over a million dollars for Ukraine in 30 seconds. But here's the real magic. Because it was done in crypto and on the blockchain, that money was actually being able to be transferred to an organization in Ukraine the same day so that it could actually be leveraged. That didn't exist before. But, you know, NFTs and crypto, we're all scams, Ponzi schemes, funny money and BS. The haters are going to hate, as Taylor Swift says. And yes, I'm a big Swifty, diehard Taylor Swift fan. But more so than anything else, I really believe that if you're willing to invest in the people, the community, and the experiences, spend your time, in some cases spend your money, in other cases just spend your attention, we can grow together. I, when this podcast hit the top 25 on Spotify and Apple, I was celebrating not because it was, I felt great for me, but because it validated all of those that have been supporting since the very first episode. When we, when we go and, this, and we sell this entire collection on November 11, 2022, to me, the price, yes, I want it to be sold for $11.11 .11 million. I think that would be amazing. But really what is, is cooler is that we're going to have a time capsule. We're going to have an experience together that for 365 days, we did a podcast episode, we bought an NFT, we navigated the ups, the downs, the good, the bad, the ugly, the rug pulls, the, the, the flips, the, the, the great interviews versus the non-great interviews. We're doing all of that together. And I'll just say, like when people ask me, what is my North Star? Like What is the thing that excites me, that, that probably drives me to do everything that I'm doing is that I truly do believe that if we find the harmony between technology and humanity, that we can make the world a better place by allowing people to recognize that they are not alone. And I usually get a little bit emotional on that, but for me, we live in the most connected world possible, right? Our devices. Yet because of the way that we've used technology and social media and the way that it's been stereotyped and stigmaed, we've never felt more alone in our lives, right? We're connected to all devices, yet the suicide rate has gone up. The, the, the lack of attention on, on mental health and on, on equality and a lot of these, these topics still have a long way to go. But I believe by finding that harmony between technology and humanity, we're going to be able to help mitigate and, and, and remove that feeling of alone. And we're going to help people find their people, to find their tribe, to bring their people together, to ultimately you know, break down these barriers, to make uh, you know, the world a better place. And so with that, my name is Brian Fanzo. Until tomorrow, make it a great day, my friends. Cheers. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research.